Thanks, Niamh. Yeah, look, I suppose, welcome everybody. Um, this, if you've read the module already, you're not going to learn anything new this evening. Um, I suppose what I'm going to do is I'm going to read over, I'm going to look over each of the four units and what happened. Um, and we're going to have a brief discussion of what's contained inside of each unit. And I'm going to try and point in the direction of what is most relevant to the assignment brief. Um, and I might also maybe give you a couple of ideas of a couple of different pieces of literature that might be relevant to your assignment as well, based on the, the content of each unit. Um, so we'll start off with Unit 1, and that's looking at the historical context of social care in, Irish, in Ireland today. Um, it starts off around the mid-1800s, 1834, 1838, and I suppose it starts, that's where the, the, the process begins with the Poor Law Act. We would have touched on some of that with um, legal policy framework in the last module. Um, but I suppose this goes a bit further onto it, and it talks about the workhouses um, and how that was, I suppose, that was the only form of relief for those who needed it, the most vulnerable in society. It moves on from there, then I suppose, the early role of the church in the development of social care in Irish situation, in Irish setting. Um, from throughout the 1800s, the church's influence grew um, enormously, I suppose. In 1800, there was only 120 nuns in the country. Um, by 1900, there was 8,000 nuns. So I suppose that gives you an idea of how much the Catholic church alone had grown in, in that century. But it wasn't just the Catholic church, I suppose, it was the Protestant church. The Quakers also had a lot of services available to those who needed it. Um, and by the time Ireland gained independence in the early 1920s, the Catholic Church and the other religious institutions were well positioned to provide the, I suppose they were, they were well positioned to provide the care that was required. Um, I suppose de Valera and, and the other, the, the government of the time of the day, didn't, they had enough on their plate, I suppose, and they were happy to subcontract the care of the, the vulnerable out to the Catholic Church, who I suppose saw themselves as the moral authority and they were well positioned to provide the care that was required. Now, it touches on all of that, and look, this is a very brief overview. I'm not going into any great detail on what's contained in it, but if you read it, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, it kind of gives you a timeline all the way through. So from 1920 to 1965, then, that kind of talks about how the church used the workhouses and, and the, the reformatory schools, and, and it kind of touches on all that kind of stuff. By the time we get to the mid-1960s, though, I suppose Irish public and politicians were starting to question the way that uh, we were caring for our young people and those with disabilities. Um, and I suppose the next section of the unit kind of touches on that and where um, that began, where there was a, a number of reports, which uh, under reports, the children report, the Kennedy report, the Catholic report on childcare in 1974. So from the mid-1960s to 1990, I suppose, there was a lot of change um, and that's all covered in that section of the unit one. That moves on then to key legislative developments, which kind of came about as a result of all those reports. The Kennedy Report was, I suppose, the most important one. Right? If, if, if one of your key groups in your assignment is going to be young people or children in care, I think Kennedy Report is going to be very useful to you. Um, and then you suppose you touch on the 1991 Child Care Act, Children's First, Children Act, brighter, a better outcomes, brighter futures. That's kind of how the unit ends. Um, the relevance to the brief, I suppose the historical factors are really important. It, it gives you a good timeline of from 1834 up to the present day, I suppose. It gives you a good idea of what, how social care has come to what it is, the profession that it is today. Um, and you're also looking at the political and cultural issues that are also featured in that section. Um, and it's also relevant to your reflection as well. So that's kind of how it's relevant to the brief. Um, literature, if you don't have it at this point, the applied social care, I'm not going to see that. 
I suppose that is the Bible if you're a social care student. Um, it's Terry Fair and Kevin Lawler. Um, that book has everything you're going to need throughout your time as a social care student. Um, I'd advise getting your hands on a copy of that book. This is the second edition. Um, I think there's been two editions since then, but it is. It has everything you're going to need, and it's, it's a really good reference point if you're doing any assignments in any module at any point throughout your study. There's another couple Stephen, of authors. Sorry, can, I, can I jump in there, Stephen? Uh, that book is available on Amazon, isn't it? Um, it is. Secondhand. It is, yeah. And you might be able to get a copy in your local library. Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, look, I got, I, well, I had that with years. I, started, I got that when I started my undergrad. But yeah, there's, there's a couple of editions since, which can definitely get it. And the book depository are very good as well. They're free delivery. So I don't usually use Amazon. So I use the book depository. Um, other authors, then, I suppose, if you're looking at the historical context of social care, Owen O'Sullivan from Trinity College is really good. He's written an awful lot. Um, about young people and reform schools and how we have come to where we are today. He's, uh, he's in Trinity College, he's really good. If you Google him, there's a lot, there's a lot of material from him online. And also Robert Gilligan, he does a lot around child care as well, and um, children in care. He touches a lot on foster care, but I suppose it's all relevant as well. And a lot of his stuff is kind of, he looks at the historical context of, of um, child care again. So there are two professors from Trinity College, definitely worth Googling. That's unit one pretty much. It's the historical context. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer on that. Has anyone any questions for Stephen on that part? I think I was I just had one question on that section. Um it was just in relation to I think the second principle of entering the workhouse. So I emailed it to Stephen. It was just a bit unclear as to what exactly the second principle was, uh as far as the conditions inside the workhouse and outside the workhouse. Which had to be worse. I just it, it was like a double negative. I couldn't figure it out. Um, so that was that was the principle of less eligibility. So in order right, to yeah. in order to be eligible to access the workhouse, you had to be so poor that conditions inside the workhouse were as bad, if not worse, than the conditions for you outside. Okay. So it was kind of it was it was implemented to deter people. Well, somebody had a small had an acre of land and. Fancy going into the workhouse for a dinner every day. So that kind of thing. It was, it was there to deter those people from going in and taking advantage. Unit two, and this is key issues in social care. Uh, I suppose the focus of this unit is more on the issues which impact the services and groups of social. The unit starts off, I suppose, continues on from unit one and it looks at how the historical context is influencing social care today. Um, it's looking at the welfare state, which I'm going to touch on in the last thing I'll do. And it looks at political factors, which is going to be relevant to your assignment as well. The key issues, I'm not going to go into any detail on them. I'm going to name out the ones that are featured in it, um, but they're definitely going to be relevant to your assignment based on, it depends on what services or group you're going to base your essay on, but many of these are going to be relevant. We're looking at poverty, social exclusion, marginalization, social disadvantage, inequality and discrimination. Now, what you'll notice about those when you're reading them all, um, they're all interrelated. They're all linked. And, you know, poverty can lead to inequality. Poverty can lead to discrimination. Discrimination can lead to marginalization. I suppose that's something that you'll notice, that they're all interrelated and interlinked. Um, and it's something that is, is a big issue for, I suppose, that's going to help social care stories in your groups. The unit then moves on. The key issues are, are very important. Um, the unit then moves on to, I suppose, how you're going to overcome those key issues. And we're looking at empowerment and rights. And we will, we will touch on rights. We will touch on, is there a module on empowerment and advocacy again in secondary? I just uh, or next year. 
No, but there's an modulant third year on advocacy. Right, okay, okay. So, look, I, we touched on empowerment and advocacy in, in this unit as well. We're looking at overcoming status through empowerment and through advocacy, advocacy as a method of empowerment. Um, you're looking at the, the various methods or various forms of advocacy, self-advocacy, selective advocacy, peer advocacy, and special advocacy. Um, and you're also looking at how you empower groups, uh, how you empower those in disability services, or how you empower children. Um, and then I suppose that unit, it moves on to the challenges and barriers faced by social care services or groups, but also social care staff. But the main focus of this unit is going to be the key issues such as poverty, social exclusion, social exclusion, marginalization, structural disadvantage, inequality, and discrimination. They're going to be very important for your assignment. The relevance to the brief, obviously, you're touching on social, economic, political, and cultural factors. They are specifically referenced in the assignment brief, so it's definitely relevant. And it's also relevant to part three of the online discussion. Um, where what are the key issues and how they relate to the core competencies? Um, so definitely very important, especially the online part, definitely. Any questions on that? Anybody got a question? No. <laughs> I think the mute button's working, Stephen. <laughs> Can I continue behind me? Well, I unmuted Eileen and I unmuted Roisin in case they wanted to add anything in. Sorry, someone just come in there and he's been bouncing <laughs> out. <laughs> okay, Stephen, I think you're good to go on to the next section. Okay, yeah. The next section, if you've read the module at this point, you know that this is by far the biggest section. Um, this is Unit 3 and it focuses on the key groups in social care. I suppose the purpose of this unit was to introduce students to the various key groups and the various social uh, service users in social care. Um, you know, if you're working in disability services, you might not have as much familiarity with home services, or you might not have familiarity with ethnic minorities. Um, so I suppose what this, the purpose of this, of this unit is, is to introduce all the students to the various fields of social care. And there's a lot of, there's a lot to it. And it's by far the biggest unit, probably double the size of the next biggest. So there's a lot in it, but it's, you're going to have to pick two groups from this um, so you could pick, you could be working in selective disabilities and might need to pick one of them as a, as a group, but you're going to need to pick another group. So it's about finding another group that you find interesting, that you can relate to. Um, so the unit starts out, I think there's eight key groups that we, we focused on. Um, start out with residential childcare. Um, I suppose outside of disability services, this is probably where you find most social care or social care staff working. Uh, graduates would tend to end up in residential childcare at some point if they don't work in disability services. And um, we look at the care process, residential centres, the various types of care order. You're looking at you know, assist your care, um, emergency care, and the key factors which which are relevant to that. We also looked at the models, and for each of the key groups that we're looking at, we kind of looked at two models. Um, so the models for residential childcare we've looked at are TCI, which is Therapeutic Crisis Intervention, and Trauma-Informed Care. So there are two models of care which are specifically relevant to resi residential childcare. The second one we looked at was youth work in the community. Now, I suppose specifically it wouldn't necessarily be uh, being a social care. 
It was a huge number of sources that graduates were end up working in as well, and in community. And the next one then is family support. Uh, and again, this is in a lot of different sources or sectors, you're going to, there's going to be an element of family support. So I suppose we're looking at family support as a standalone role um, in this section, and you're looking at the principles of family support. Uh, the two models we've looked at there are the Hardison model and the Nettle model. Now, I'm going to be providing additional material in a few weeks. And I think a lot of the additional material will focus on the models which are featured in this in this um, this unit. So if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them right now. But there will be a lot more information coming, which is a lot more detailed. I suppose these models aren't really uh, they're not related to the assignments right now. So I'm kind of focusing on the stuff that's more relevant to the assignment. But the models for the family support, we're looking at Hardison model and metal. I'm not sure if anybody has ever heard of any of those, but they're they're well used now at this stage. The next section are older persons. We touch on those again, like in continuity work. We don't go into too much detail on that. Um, the next section then are intellectual disabilities. We're looking at the causes and, and the models of intellectual disability we look at are social models, the medical model of care, and Jonathan will bring by service competence and organization. The next section then we look at addiction and substance misuse. And this is one that's probably overlooked in our, even when I was writing this module, this one was kind of overlooked by a lot of the books and a lot of the, the different authors that tend to overlook this as an element of social care. But it's probably the one that features in most different social care roles. So outside of intellectual disabilities and older persons, you're going to, if you're working in social care, you're going to encompass some elements of addiction and substance misuse, whether that's in homelessness, residential childcare, youth and community work, family support, or um, working with ethnic minorities, you're going to encounter some element of uh, addiction and substance, substance misuse, excuse me. So that section, we kind of look at the causes and we're looking at models of care again, which are harm reduction and therapeutic communities. From there, we move on to homelessness um, and we kind of look at the types of homelessness, the causes and the risk factors. Um, and we also look at the models of care, of models of care in, in homelessness, which is Housing First and ENQSS. And we finish out that unit then with ethnic minorities. Uh, you're looking at travelers there and separated children seeking asylum, which are the two units kind of focused on for that unit. It's there's a lot in it and it's there's a lot of reading, but it's it's, it's interesting reading at the same time. Um, the literature, there is again Sharon Lawler is very good on a lot of that stuff. There's about another textbook by Mary Larkin is her name, and it's vulnerable groups in health and social care. Um, it, it's excellent. It's really good. It kind of covers all the, the key groups working in social care. Uh, if you've got a, your hands on a copy of it, maybe on Google Books, I'm not sure. I haven't found it, but it's, uh, it's a really good book. It's based in the UK, you know, so I suppose there's a bit of difference to the Irish setting, but a lot of the stuff is, is kind of transferable over to this setting here. Um, really good book and possibly one that can help you as you go through your study. So that's vulnerable groups in health and social care. Relevance to the brief, obviously this is relevant to the essay, you can pick two groups from those, eight or nine, um, and it's also relevant to part two of that section also. So if you have any questions about that, I'm sure there's probably a couple of questions on that, so I'm happy to take those. Um, there was one thing that I struggled with in that unit, and it was the activity for the, I think it was the Hardiker model. 
um, basically where you have to look at your services in your area and put them into the four different categories. And I just struggled because I'm not familiar with these services. I'm not familiar with, I think it was, it was youth and it was kind of more around, you know, younger people. So it's not something that I'm very familiar with. So I was just looking for a bit of guidance on how to, to know which one's which. The Hardiker model is, is a model which is used by policy makers in the UK and in Ireland and the UK. Um, it's, I suppose it's a, it's a framework which dictates how they're going to allocate funding. So they look at, there's four levels in the Hardiker model. Level one is, is more mainstream services available to all children. So that would be education, free education, free CPT before the age of six. That would be your level one. So that, that's available to all young people, regardless of in your family. Okay. Level two, I suppose they're looking at services for children with additional needs. So you're looking that's at the therapeutic support to, or yeah, therapeutic so that, that, services. That could be a young person who has difficulty reading in school. So that could be a special needs okay. who, who helps with that. So that's just okay. any additional so any additional needs that are being met for the young uh, person. Okay. Um, level three then I suppose is, is support to families and children where there are chronic or serious problems. Now this I suppose you go back to your story there around guardian intervention projects where there's a young person who's coming to the attention of the guardian and okay. they have to engage with guardian intervention protocols. So that's kind of your level three where they, or else they come to the attention of their parents and they're using drugs so they need to go and use maybe use statins with the uh, teenage counselling for, for counselling for teenagers who are using substances. And that would be your level three. Level okay. four then, I suppose, is for your children who are in care. They're in the care of the state or else they're possibly in detention. Um, so they okay. can move us down. So they're That's kind of four well. levels. Um, Thanks, Stephen. They're broad enough. That's great. No, I just, I wasn't sure how to, to slot them all in or how to give examples of them. So that's great. Thank you. Appreciate no it. No <laughs> yeah. Is that it on the questions? Yeah, I think so. I think you're good to keep going, Stephen. Okay, okay. Yeah, look, yeah. there's just one more unit, and that's unit four. Um, this one looks at social justice and human rights. Again, look, it's all relevant to your studies, but I suppose the main the main takeaway from this module is going to be the human rights of the kids. And that is specifically referenced in the listed units, and we're going to be looking at that part of this unit specifically. The unit starts out looking at social justice, and what's all about what is social justice. It explains and it describes and it defines it. And it also looks at a couple of kids who are coming from different ends of the spectrum. We've got Rawls and we've got Nordic on either side. So I kind of look for peers and, and how they view social justice differently. Look at the principles of social justice, which are access, equity, participation, and social inclusion. Um, and it goes on to talk about cultural competence and how that's related. But then I suppose it moves on to human rights, and that's where you're going to kind of focus for this assignment. And you're looking at you know, what are human rights? You then you will touch on those in the legal policy framework and the module that's on. Uh, UN Declaration of Human Rights, that's all kind of touched on in here, and human rights and social care and how they're related. Um, but then you move on to the human rights based approach, which is a kind of question-centered care basically. Um, Covers make specific reference to the human rights based approach, and it's definitely relevant to any work we're going to be doing as a social care practitioner. Um, and it's, it's, it's really important to read this section of, of Unit 4. Um, you look at the principles of the human rights based approach, participation, accountability, non-discrimination, empowerment, and legality. They're all going to feature um, in any essay you're going to be doing. And it looks at the strengths of the human rights based approach also. With regards to literature for this unit, there's a book by Manus Charity. Um, 